Welcome back to the Objective Anime Analysis Podcast. We're back to judge another series. The last series we we talked about here on the on the podcast slash channel was Black Cat, and that was the worst series so far. Um, uh, OG, if you heard of the series called Ayakashi Triangle, I have. heard of that one, that weird series. So. Black Cat's made by the same person that made Ayakashi Triangle. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Right. Which is no, weird, because Black Cat doesn't have any of that weird stuff that Ayakashi Triangle has. So the fact that he went from, like, an action-oriented series with, like, assassins to that is a huge, huge transition. I'm gonna lie. That's kind of it's kind of mm-hmm. wild. It's kind of wild. But uh, today we're going to be talking about objective anime analysis for Dr. Stone. Full breakdown, obviously manga spoilers will be ahead. And we're going to see how good Dr. Stone is as a manga. Today I have the Dr. Stone, uh, you know, genius. The the, the <laughs> mo- number one Dr. Stone YouTuber out here. My guy here, Shonen OG. So what's up, OG? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Glad to be on. Glad to be able to talk about Dr. Stone Happy to push the agenda. When's the last time you did a Dr. Stone video? Um, Actually, not too long ago. I believe like a week ago, roughly, I did a video. Oh, God. Oh, it was it was like Dr. Stone in 2023. Bas- basically talking about what can Dr. Stone fans expect for content this year in addition to season three. Okay, okay, all right. Well, um I think I think for the most part Dr. Stone will be doing will do pretty well in terms of the anime. Um a lot mm-hmm. of these newer anime have been getting just desserts. As long as the animation doesn't fall off, I think it should be fine for the most part. Yeah. Uh, animation's a big thing because the story does get interesting. A lot of action mm-hmm. in these upcoming arcs. So it's very exciting. Very exciting. Um but I see you're big, big into talking about Eden Zero as of recently. That series is coming to an end as well. Yeah. Are you happy about the recent developments of Eden Zero? I feel like there might be kind of a mix of opinion with a certain MC wanting to befriend certain villains. So how do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, so I also did a video on that topic, and without getting too deep into it, my take is essentially, this is a different timeline, so even if you don't like this, you still have the original character, like, they are canonically different characters, however, I don't hate this new portrayal, for lack of a better word, I like it, it's in character, my only criticism is that it felt like the transition ha- happened a little too quickly. Other than that, yeah. I kind of like it. I don't mind it after they explain a little bit mm-hmm. of like who they are. Well, except Shura. If Shura is still a scumbag, there's no way he's going to be friended. I don't care. Yeah, that's that's the one people are especially skeptic of. Yeah, especially how his dad talked about him. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That one's gonna be interesting. I because I, I feel like Mashima has been taking particular care of for Eden Zero in terms of his narrative. So I'm interested to see what he does. I'm interested to see what he does. So uh, with that said, let's talk about Doctor Stone. Um, doesn't it 
I think I've, we talked about this before. It doesn't have a different as a writer and an artist, right? Correct. So the author is Riichiro, Riichiro Inagaki. He is the same author of Eye Shield 21, who mm. on that manga, he <laughs> partnered with um, Yusuke Murata, the author popular known for One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. And although he kind of got more popular, it, a lot of his popularity initially came from Ice Shield 21. But um, so it's Inagaki, and then the artist is Boichi, who I think prior to Dr. Stone, he had a lot of one shots. I think the one that he was really popular for, at least in the West, was a one shot. Or one volume by the name of Origin. Okay. All right. I don't think I've heard. I've seen that before, but um, for the, from what he's done in Doctor Stone, I'm I'm impressed though. The art is really good, obviously. Mm. So uh, let's start off talking about the plot of Doctor Stone. And obviously, if you guys been here, I have sub criteria: the beginning of the plot, ending of the plot, uniqueness of the plot, and the flow of the story. So I want to hear your general thoughts about how Dr. Stone started as a series. How, how do you, and also the, the rating scale is from a, a one or zero to 10. So when we do ratings, it'll be from one to 10 for the most part. Uh, 10 being perfect, five being average, you get the gist. So tell me your thoughts about the beginning of the plot and how well you thought Dr. Stone was able to kind of encapsulate its audience and kind of start its story. I would probably, so if we're talking either chapter one or like the, that like first volume or so, I would probably give it something like an eight because I love chapter one. Chapter one does a great job of setting up the series and like, setting you know sort of like the philosophy the framework of like the perspective of the characters what kind of a plot you're getting what kind of a story you're getting so on and so on i think the only critique of early dr stone like again maybe chapter one in the first volume or so this like first arc the pacing is a little iffy Because, like, chapter one starts out crazy, and then it slows down. Yeah. And then it gets really intense. So it's kind of hard to get into for some people, but generally most people fall in love with it right away. So I would probably give it, like, an eight. Um, I just think the pacing and, like, kind of how it's structured, like, how... A lot of people think Taiju is going to be the main character right away. And then like the way they kind of introduce characters and like stuff like that. Like it's not disorganized per se, but for some people, they find it to be weirdly organized. And for that reason, they can't get into it. So I would probably give it something like an eight. Okay. I'm not mad at an eight. I kind of went with a, a seven the most part and i was kind of like right there with you i will say the start of dr stone is relatively uh a unique way to start your series especially because you know it's a shonen series so you're expecting kind of like a shonen 
as start, but in this one, it's kind of like goes from okay, seems relatively normal when we got introduced to the characters to this apocalyptic situation where everybody gets turned into stone. And I also, when I count the beginning, I'm counting the parts that like Senku is kind of just surviving on his own as well and uh, trying to figure out a way to bring everybody back. So it, it's an interesting way to start your story and really get into the nitty gritty of what this story is about. Uh, for the most part, I'd say a lot of like chapter ones or a lot of beginnings are kind of just setting up, okay, this is the world and this is how I'm going to become etc or this is the goal i'm going to become where in this one it was really uh yeah chaos just got thrown into your into your face and you're gonna try to figure out how to solve this crazy situation that we 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 have no idea what's going on so i would say definitely set up a great start as well as a great like mystery i i also like that it's not a, a adventure type it's like a mystery that needs to be solved and what happened to everybody and how we're gonna save everybody's lives and all that stuff so I'm kind. Of, I'm with you right there. I'm like seven. You said eight. I was yeah. for the most part pretty similar in that situation. Um, but speaking on that mystery, I kind of want to go right into it because I don't think we ever talked about this. Is the ending of that plot the 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 solving of the mystery, the big reveal? How, how did you feel about that reveal and how the story eventually ended? And the solution Senku came up with to kind of save everyone. Yeah. So I forget. It's been a while since I've like sat down and read those few chapters. So I like vaguely remember what happened. I remember there was like the negotiation. I forget what Senku said specifically. But all I remember is the Medusa alien bots basically just being like well we've deemed you guys are too stupid so we're just gonna leave all right bye um and then the one stayed behind but as far as like how i like the resolution of like the big mystery of dr stone i would probably give it a seven given like it answered most of our questions so I would give it a seven, given everything that built up to that, and then given what Inagaki wanted to leave open. Because if this were, like, I don't know, say, Attack on Titan, right? Yeah. Attack on Titan, like, we needed all the questions answered, right? But for Dr. Stone, now we can see that Inagaki was trying to, like, leave the story open in case he wanted to do, like, epilogue chapters, right? And that's exactly what we got. Or, like, leave it open so that the story continues, even though we're not following the story anymore, right? So, in retrospect, the fact that all of our questions didn't necessarily get answered isn't so bad. But... It also felt weird. Like, there was, like, a bunch of stuff set up. Again, I would have to go back and, like, really look at it. I picked Mm -hmm. it apart like crazy when it came out. But if I think about how I felt back then, I remember being like, it's solid. I like it. I think it's okay. 
So I'll generally say the same thing. I think like a seven. Okay, I, I'm I like I'm right there with you because I I said it was like a like a six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a better than average ending for the most yeah. part. I didn't really hate it, and I think my sentiment was very similar. It's like that was all right. It was an all right ending. Like I didn't have big gripes or big like oh this is a huge plot hole or this is uh this doesn't make any sense. I was like. Yeah, it makes sense for the most part. Um, it just wasn't really that exciting in terms of an ending, in terms of the resolution between Senku and the Medusa bot alien things, and even like with the with the you know with we seeing everybody again and we're seeing everybody like in the uh, after a few years I think has passed, you know, and seeing all all of them. I was hoping at the very least, you know, something more, you know, kind of wrapping cut. Kind of like in FMA Brotherhood, where it's like you got to see uh, Edward and Al, and it's just like a f- photos of them and they're growing up, or like Demon Slayer. We see years of past and we see like all of their families and everything. Which, I mean, you don't have to do that, but you know, it's just kind of like a feel good end. Of, we saved the world and we're all living peacefully, but for the most part, it's just Senku kind of doing what he's doing. He really hasn't changed. And I respect Senku. I like Senku, mm. so I ain't mad at him for never changing. But yeah, for the most part, it's better than average. One uh, thing, just wasn't that exciting. Time, yeah. One thing I will say now that it comes back to me. I remember this being a criticism I had. Um, I would have to, again, look back and see if I still feel this way. But if you recall, there was... A series of chapters where they did like a big a big training test to be like okay who's gonna go on the ship to go, oh, yeah, go confront the medusas yeah or at the time confront y man because they didn't know yet yeah. and there was a big deal especially in the community about okay who was gonna be like the fighter right because <laughs> they basically knew that it was going to be Senku and then either Ryusui or Stanley, right? We didn't know it was going to be Stanley at the time because he was still petrified. But we knew it was going to, basically going to be Senku and then, like, somebody else, right? Yeah. We really didn't know who the third person was going to be. And it was looking like it was going to be Sukasa, And then Sukasa was like, no, you know what? Kohaku is the right person for XYZ reasons. So Mm. it was, in canon, a huge deal. And in the community, it was a huge deal. Because people thought that, like, it was, like, a nice redemption for Tsukasa to go up there, and it was, like, a nice end to his character arc. And they thought it was, like, a cop-out for uh, Kohaku to go. They felt like Tsukasa got cheated, Either way you felt about it, it was a big deal. And then they go to the moon, and effectively, it really didn't matter who went up there. Like, Stanley was kind of important. Senku was obviously important. But then, like, Kohaku, like, could have effectively been anyone else. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And another point about that, Kohaku, because... You know, I'm not, I'm not like f- trying to force anything, but it seems like there, were, it was always like a little inclination that there's like a, a 
romance brewing between Senku and Kohaku, but I feel like it never materialized yeah, by the end I of the series. Um, so I'm sure that would peeve some pe- people off, but at the same time, like it is Senku at the end of the day, so it's like he doesn't really see romance for the most part. He's just one of those yes. type of people. So you can't be mad at him, but I mean, Kohaku, you should have at least made a move. You could have done it. I, I believe in you, Kohaku. She wanted <laughs> to. She definitely wanted to make a move. Um, but in that situation, yeah, for sure. I definitely see that. Because once they met um, the Medusas, it was just Senku and the Medusas talking for the most part. And that was, that was basically all that was going on. Yeah. Um, and the reveal of the Y-Mans just being the Medusas. It was just, I think it was one, another one of those things was like, eh, it was all right. Like, I did, I can see, I, I guess it makes sense. So like, who else would you actually have be Y-Man? Like, unless you had like some weird alien or some human that just did everything. I guess having the the Medusas that don't make sense, the, that go beyond normal human society anyway, be the aliens. I guess that makes sense. So. I can see some. These are more like nitpicky things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're being honest, but yep. it just the at the end of the day, I think we both agree. It, the ending wasn't like out of it blows your mind or out of this world. It was just. It like, was a solid ending. That's how I've yeah. always described it. It was a solid ending. It did most of what it needed to do, or it did what it needed to do for the most part. It it mostly made everyone happy. Yeah. And it was always going to be tough because Dr. Stone had that big, you know, mystery. When you have a big mystery that needs to solve it, it's always going to be tough to kind of please everybody. And this big yeah. mystery was who was Y Man? Who did everything? Yep. Who's, you know? And the, what they answer wasn't that bad by any means. Like, it's not like they had something like One Piece where they, uh, what is the One Piece? Because once that comes out, I guarantee people are going to be rioting. So they didn't have that oh, type yeah. of pressure, uh, fortunately. But they had a little pressure because Doctor Stone is still pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you said it's seven. I say six. We're kind of still around the same ballpark for the most part. Um, but in terms of the totality of the Doctor Stone plot and the totality of the narrative, the uniqueness of the story itself, as in compare, especially in comparison to other like story precedents in manga and shonen manga, um, how do you feel Doctor Stone kind of stacks up and? Uh, in comparison or just think about it as an individual series so the plot or the story as a whole so like the characters the world the blah 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 just the plot the the plot of the story hmm i am very biased but i would probably give it an eight um it has some of the highest peaks i've read in manga especially the south america arc that is easily one of my favorite arcs in all of manga easily top five probably top three arguably top one um respect it respect it there aren't really too many lows like when you go to one piece there's arcs where you go like uh I, dragging a little bit on a, on a reread you're like oh i really hate that i'm gonna have to read this <coughs> skypea people are aghasting that arc i'm just i'm just saying fair enough Wait. um there's no arc like that in dr stone like i genuinely love 
every single arc in Doctor Stone. There's arcs that are obviously better than others, mm-hmm. but yeah. I love all the arcs in Doctor Stone. The only thing that kills Doctor Stone is pacing. The pacing, I'd say, from pro- prologue, so like chapter one, up until about chapter 60 which is like in the anime when stone wars starts so like season Mm -hmm. two is inconsistent um one second excuse me and then the pacing from about oh god chapter 141 i believe like right after the end of south america right through the end of dr stone so like 141 to like whatever it was 205 um or 211 whatever okay. is very inconsistent. Okay. So I'd uh, I'd give the plot probably an 8. I'm kind of there with you with the with an 8. I I think Dr. Stone and what it provides um as a story is very unique for sure cuz um, we we spoke about it earlier. Like it sets a initial mystery with everybody getting turned into stone. Um, the thousand years of the future. You know, Senku, the main character, who's a scientific genius, has to figure out a way to kind of save everybody and figure out what is going on exactly. So it's an interesting mystery in this kind of like uh dystopian type world where there's no humans you got to save everybody there's not really a lot of series like that and the way it kind of did everything for the most part for from arc to arc made sense it was entertaining and provided uh a lot of like you said a lot of peaks for the most part in terms of the story that's being told um and it, it really another good thing we'll talk about more about the characters and it has a because it has a great cast of characters from the good guys to the bad guys and their own individual motives. It helps the the story unfold until we eventually get to the conclusion of finding out who is why man, what's going on with these Medusas and everything. Uh, I give Doctor Stone a lot of credit to that because, like I said, for the most part, a lot of series are just either simple adventures or you know some type of fighting type series. Doctor Stone is really unique. And it's not even a fighting shonen. Like it was successful, no. and it's not even a fighting shonen. You don't yeah. see that unless it's like a sports or romance series. Like it was not ne- neither of those things. No, it definitely has unique. elements of that one hundred percent. But yeah, at its core, it's not. Not at all, uh, and it really tackled something that another a lot of series don't do. Like well, some series do the in-depth analysis about particular situations or particular points like a hunter hunter or jjk even one piece to an extent but dr stone really dives into science and yeah there's they really go in the nitty-gritty on how things are made how how you can make these things from a bowl of ramen to a cell phone like you i don't think we'll ever see this like a type of series either again or in a long time where they just dive into this weird like niche and really break down the uh, intricate elements of said thing Um, because people get bored of that and you know how many people are like oh check out dr someone's like oh i don't want to read all that science like a lot of people don't that type of stuff i Um, see what you mean there are like a, a lot of great stories where 
the world building is very thorough to the point where it's kind of like how you're describing Dr. Stalin. So like you could say that about the manga which at Atelier, for example, because its world building is so good that you know everything from like the animals to all the tools they use to like the kinds of houses they live, et cetera, et cetera. But as far as like what you're talking about, yeah, it's gonna be hard for another story to be told like Dr. Stone's and not just feel like a copy of Dr. Stone. Yeah, and I think I've talked to you about this before. A series that I... No, I said this was more like Death Note. It was the Super Smartphone series. They're trying yes. to be really intricate. Um, and I said this reminds me of Death Note. Um, but it tried to be very intricate and very smart, but we saw it failed. Because you need more than that. You need to really make a successful series in Dr. Stone was able to do that and did it how many chapters was dr stone so, i want to say something like 210 close uh, to that survived 200 plus chapters mm-hmm. you don't see that every day especially after the black clovers and mhas you don't really see mangas hitting over 200 nowadays so you gotta respect i gave dr stone an eight as well um excellent i think it really was one of a kind and had an excellent story and you spoke about it plenty in terms of the pacing and the flow of the story so not that out of the way as well in terms of a rating um and for the most part there are slow points and it's typically like the building up science parts um i like science so for the most part i didn't mind it to an extent but if you're reading it weekly it can be a little kind of arduous a little bit um so how, how do you feel about the flow of the story what would you give the rating do you think there's any plot holes or consistency uh issues that you want to refer to so we're rating the pacing or the general what are we rating so i could just call it the. i just kind of combined uh combine the flow of the story to being consistency which is like the plot hole if there's plot okay. holes or anything and the pacing so how's the story kind of running for the most part all right so if it had been just pacing i'd probably give it like a six just because um it's not consistent from beginning to end and it has its peaks and valleys but if we're talking about the flow of the story and like plot holes and how tight everything is i'd probably give it like a like a seven or an eight okay something like that Okay, okay. I'm generally there with you. I, I, I said seven myself. Yeah, um, I'll go with seven then. I didn't have, uh, other than the things that you're referring to, I think for the most part it's pretty good. And I don't like to, like I said, I don't like to kind of think about things in a weekly basis. It's kind of unfair, especially with series that have an inconsistent schedule. Cough, cough, kaiju number eight. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for the most part, I think it was pretty, pretty okay in terms of the flow of story with the seven. Uh, let's dive into the characters, um, and there, there's a lot to talk about. But I think we got to talk about the main man himself, arguably one of the better main characters in the 20th, 21st century, 21st century, uh, Senku. So tell me about Senku. How great of a protagonist is he really? How great of a protagonist is Senku? Senku is arguably the best. Uh, I guess at least. 
shonen manga protagonist. I mean, give me your favorite, at least, jump protagonist, and I'll tell you why Senko is better. I'm going to leave a certain series. Just I always leave that one series out of the equation so we can just focus on other things. Um, favorite jump protagonist. You know what? Let's throw out Asta. Throw out Asta. Asta? Yeah. So Asta, Asta is good. He's a good like face of the series. Um, and he does inspire the other characters. But I mean, Senku is just a natural born and very talented leader. I mean, he, Asta leads the story with his charisma and his, I guess, hard work, but Senku genuinely inspires you with how he leads people and it's genuine leadership, not just like, oh, look how hype I am, which not Mm -hmm. to knock on asta but if we're comparing so like senku will find the better part of someone that they don't know they even have be like here i'm giving you this job that person will be like well senku thinks i can do it so i must be able to do it they do it it affirms what senku saw in them so now they become the better version of themselves that they didn't know they could be and you're like holy crap and like it inspires you just by reading the story. Mm, the fact right there, uh, I, I very much agree. I think Senku is one of the great, better uh, shonen protagonists I've seen. I do think he might be off-putting for some because of his insane intelligence and his constant rambling about science. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't like science, so it's like it is what it is. But um, when I when I like to judge characters, especially when we're talking about protagonists, I, I have like criteria that I like to. And here too, um, before I dive into that criteria, what do you think is the main theme of Dr. Stone, in your personal opinion? Because I think this was kind of hard to determine, so I would like to hear yours. Yeah, I've said it before, so what I'm going to say, and like when I've said it before, it's been like after like carefully kind of looking at the story, but that Mm -hmm. was a while ago, so this is going to be more or less paraphrasing of it, or like a diluted version of it. But it's essentially, like, it's kind of like the tenets of, like, the scientific process of just, like, it's not a matter of if you can do something or you can't do something. It's a matter of, like, okay, here's the problem. What are the rules? What are, like, the controlling rules? Now let's figure out... uh now let's figure out the best way to fix it and like i guess when you come to the theme of dr stone that translates to let's figure out the problem and find the best solution and then like how you see that applied in the story you have the issue of petrification sukasa i guess would be the realistic or the skeptic solution to a problem but senku's like no let's find okay so this is a better way what's the best solution to a problem and now let's like backtrack from that and that is what senku does throughout the story so senku's like well the best thing would be to bring back science and to revive everybody 
Okay, so now let's backtrack from that, and we'll figure out how to do that from there, as opposed to Tsukasa's thing. So that's generally how I see the theme of Dr. Stone. I would agree to that. I would definitely agree to that, because at the end of the day, the core behind like a lot of things, you know, kind of derived from science, of course, but the solving of issues that are constantly coming up and using science to solve said issues and then uh any problem that comes up that may be worse and worse to the point where certain characters might get killed certain characters might have to survive years by themselves like there's always a way there's always a solution and when you even take senku out of the equation a lot of those characters adhere to that principle and come up with solutions to solve said problems in the series that we see um, with one of the best moments revolving around Suika. So uh, with that said, uh, my criteria to go back to that is <clears throat> the character development, how well the character fits their theme or role in the story. Uh, I was forced to put in this in here because people keep on talking about popularity, but popularity slash impact on society i guess or the fan base i guess um impact on story and then entertainment value so it's a five-pronged criteria and when i when i look at senku i mean we already just talked about themes like senku embodies it perfectly uh his impact on the fan base being such a unique so smart leader is bar none uh senku definitely has an impact on terms of society i think for a series like this, especially without action, I think a lot of people know who Senku is. I definitely think he's one of the the, the more popular characters, period, in Shonen Jump in this current like generation of anime fans. Um, and hit or miss, if you like science, you like Senku. If you don't, then you may not like Senku. I personally very much like Senku. But my only question is, how much do you think Senku develops as a character? I definitely think Senku develops as a character. It's just very subtle. Um, I would compare his development or character growth to that of Luffy's. Because if mm, you just okay. kind of follow One Piece from the sidelines, Luffy basically seems like the same character. But when you actually read One Piece and you follow Luffy you will see that Luffy changes throughout that story. There are lessons he learns, and those lessons change how he engages with the world around him. And there are experiences in the story, you could maybe reduce them to like three to five experiences, where you're like, this changed Sanku. And... At least two of them are when Senku finds out what happened to Byakuya and then what happened to, or what we see happen with Senku um, after the big fight on Treasure Island. Because when he finds out what happened to Byakuya, If it wasn't already in him, it's enhanced in his character. This idea that... So, like... If he wasn't already doing it, this mission of saving the world, 
is now a personal one. Like he personally takes it on himself. And that's another reason why he's such a main character is he's not just doing it to be like Flash here because he thinks he's smart. He personally feels like he is obligated to do what he's doing. And his father sacrificing himself to be like, okay, here's the future generation. Good luck. He's like, okay, now this is really on me to fix things. So that's a character moment right there. Um, he becomes more of like, I guess, personal leader in that scene, for lack of a better way of describing it. And then, so in the beginning of Dr. Stone, he feels alone, you can say, because he's so smart, because he's the one leading everything, whatever, right? And it's just the fact that he was surviving by himself. Right. Then, come the end of Treasure Island, he defeats Abara. For a second, he feels like he's alone again. Then he gets a call from Ruri and everyone in Ishigami Village, and he's like, oh, I'm not alone anymore. So that's another example of character growth. So he does have character growth. It's just very subtle. Yeah. Um, I think that was a really good analogy in terms of like comparing it to Luffy. Because I was I was kind of uh kind of similar thought process. I thought his development was very similar to Luffy as well. Um you don't necessarily need the the spectacular character development that someone like Aaron has, but uh what Senku did grow from his uh situation. Now, what I did hope is by the end of the story, Senku would be somewhat different, but for the most part, I think he's pretty much the same person from beginning to end, which is yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, now, I do... what For for Luffy's situation, I'm very curious if there will be a situation. Maybe it will involve someone like a Shanks, for example, or one of his crew members, for example, that surpasses the Ace situation that will change him even more so into the king of the pirates, so to speak. So, very curious about those circumstances. Um, fortunately for Senku, he's like the smartest man alive, so he always has a solution to said problem. So I'll give him credit for that. Um, mm. I, I would go... Did you give a rating for Senku? So Senku, for just as a protagonist, mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. Mm. I, that's what I assumed you were gonna give a ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Okay, I'm not mad at a ten. I, I'm ranging from eight or nine. I'm up there for sure. I think I anything less than a nine, or excuse me, anything less than an eight is fraudulent. <laughs> You're lying. I'm kind of with you there because what he provides as a protagonist is so much more than a lot of other protagonists. Like, yes. being completely honest, um. I would rage it from eight or nine. I'm gonna come back to it depending on All right. future ratings. We'll come back to that one. I don't know if I'll give a perfect ten. Also, I want to say this as well. If anything gets a perfect ten or is like like perfection that's written in the story, whether it's a moment, whether it's a story element, a character, the the rating gets a point two five bonus to its overall score. For example, um, seven deadly sins. We said uh, Bond is a 10 out of 10 character, so the, the 7 Deadly Skin score got a 0.25 increase to its score. All right. right. So um, that just uh, something to add on, because I think if something is written that well, you need credit for it, for sure. All right. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Senka. Senka's, Senka's hand out. Um, 
as for the main antagonist, usually at you know it can be a specific character or the the big issue that is going on. And at the end of the day, I think it's fair to say that the main antagonist to the story would be the Medusas, but I don't think they're really like characters. And even when they were kind of revealed to be the big problem, um, I said it earlier. I was like, oh, that was all right. I didn't really feel like uh, like it was a, that great of a reveal or uh, of a story element, so to speak. So I, I'm for, for me, I'm arranging like, okay, it did its job at the very least. So I gave it a five in terms of what it what it provided for the story. Um, but let me hear let me hear your thoughts. Let me hear your thoughts about it. So if we're saying why man quote unquote um i would probably give it a i would probably give it a seven because if we're talking about like why man as the antagonist right mm-hmm. what it did for the story it created so much tension and like continuously surprised us at every turn and continuously made us be like what the hell and like continuously pushed senku to keep doing what he was doing and kept him on his toes the only thing is like how why man actually turns out to be right that kind of brings it down but when when you are just looking at why man as why man prior to that moment throughout the story you have to give credit where credit is due. It made the story consistently intense, exciting, and mysterious. So in that sense, and like consistently posed a challenge to Senku. So I'd say you have to give it at least a seven. Mm-mm. I think you made some very fair points here, OG. I think you made some really good points. I would say... As a looming threat, it definitely was there, and I agree that it kept the series intense. Like we wanted to find out who's why, man, why, what is going on. The the mystery behind him is was amazing. I would agree. I'm gonna raise it to a six, um, and I would say to be fair, yeah, the eventual reveal that it was the Medusas and all that situation, um, you know, taking that out of the way, the the for the most part, the presence was why, man. So I actually agree very much and what it provided for the story. Very few lines, very few appearances, but the intensity and the mystery and the threat that it provided, I'm there with you. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six. I'm gonna go six. Uh, you you move me. I lose my yeah. score. You move me. Um, but speaking of the villains in general, I do think Doctor Stone had a good, great cast of villains. You know, starting off with someone like the ultimate, you know, human warrior in Tsukasa. Uh, Hyoga was a big time villain in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned him earlier, Abara, and the big guy, the only guy in the series that's truly challenged Senko and Zeno. Uh, so, yeah, there's a really good cast of villains. And I like how they were all, for the most part, very different in what they provided for the story. Uh, and their, their kind of their differences in reference to Senku. And sure, like Senku and Hyoga and, and Zeno eventually started helping Senku. Did Abara die? I forgot what happened to him. No, so Abara was petrified, and then petrified. once he was petrified, okay. we never saw him again. 
I'm assuming he's dead. We're, I think we could assume he's dead at that point. But to be, to be fair, when you're petrified, you're not dead. So, you know. Right. But um, other than, like, Ibarra, everybody else eventually kind of joined Senku's side after a lot of, like, action. So, um, I think for the most part that the villains for Dr. Stone is very good, very entertaining, and good foils for Senku. I gave them, I gave them an eight. Seven or eight. That's kind of the kind of range I'm thinking. What do you think? Um, I would say nine. I would say the okay. only villain that's like I can't say is necessarily perfect is Abara. Abara is like an okay villain. He's really good. But, like, in the grand scheme of, like, anime villains, he's, like, you know, a solid villain. He's yeah nothing like, you know, your Dio's or whatever, right? Yeah. For but sure. other yeah. other than Abara, so if I gave Abara, like, a 7, I'd give every other villain. So, Tsukasa, um, Zeno, and, of course stanley snyder uh, actually i forgot to mention stanley. Um, yeah of course i would give them at least nines if not tens okay. i mean they're just so perfectly written sukasa perfectly written if we're throwing hyoga in there i'd probably give hyoga like a seven or an eight um but Zeno is perfect perfect foil to senku stanley snyder one of my favorite at least antagonists in anime okay. and manga. Um, just the tension that would be there whenever he was like in a chapter. And he was just an absolute pure, purest in the sense, bad ass. Everything he did was bad ass. I mean, I could go on and on and on. So I would give, I would give the villains a nine out of a 10. Okay. I'm I'm not I'm not mad at it by any means because I understand the the arguments here. I, I definitely think like if if I had to kind of break it down, I do think Ibarra is more so like a five ish villain for the most part. You know, I that's think, fair. You think he's borderline average. Yoga was an interesting twist of villain. You know, after they defeated Sakasa, mm-hmm. and then Yoga was like, Nah, nah, we can't have it this way. Um, was uh. I think I definitely think the stands out war stand out war Sukasa, Zeno, and Stanley for sure. You know, Sukasa mm-hmm. was the majority of like the first part. And then once we enter, you know, the second part, you know, eventually you met like Ybarra and the other island, and then the next part, Zeno and Stanley kind of took over for a while. Um I do think they, they provided a lot. I mean, Zeno is basically Senku but evil. I mean, that's basically what he was and what he provided for the story which is very interesting uh, and uh stanley was that badass that you're kind of implementing uh i, I do like what sukasa i think sukasa what makes him so interesting is purely because he's kind of like the direct opposite of senku i mean you see that when sukasa tried to kill him at the beginning of the series and failed uh trying to do any any means possible try to live off the earth thinking uh society's messed up humanity's messed up a lot of this stuff revolving around his sister of course too (laughs) and he's definitely more action where even though he's smart which is very interesting he's actually very smart and very 
you know, perceptive. So he's actually a very interesting ultimate warrior, considering how intelligent he is. Uh, I'm there with you. I just don't think they have enough of it for me to give them, like, tens, per se. Like, when when I'm thinking, like, tens or nines, nines or tens, ten would be Griffith. Just, 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 right. just to put out there, um, and the only reason why Griffith is is the the real like ten, which is hard and it's not Doctor Stone's fault, is because he is the villain. He is the story. He is basically half of the story. Um, so it, I don't think they just ha- didn't have enough time as villains. I think that is the big thing for me. They didn't have enough time as villains for me to kind of put them in the nine ten range. I think it was there was a problem, like you said, that the uh, Senku had with each. They saw the problem and eventually joined Senku's side. Not necessarily bad, but that's why I couldn't put them any higher. Um, there's more to it, but I think that's my general premise behind uh, not putting it in nine or ten. But I think eight, at the very least, in my opinion, is appropriate after really diving into it. They're really good villains, though. I, I 100% agree. Really good villains. Stanley is ten out of ten in terms of badassery respect that um as for the the main side characters we we spoke about it before we started uh what do you think those characters provide and what rating would you give them um i'd probably give them i'd probably give them a nine as well so i mean each character provides their own thing. So, I mean, it kind of depends on which character you're asking about. I mean, Gen is easily a 9 at the very least, if not a 10. He is, like, the perfect support character for Senku, where Senku is, like, logically smart. Gen is emotionally smart. And so he kind of picks up the slack for Senku in that sense. And yet, yeah. at the same time, they have this very interesting rivalry, which only elevates Senku as a character. You have Kohaku, who all... I guess, when you get down to it, what they all do is elevate Senku as a character, because yeah. they all appreciate Senku for different reasons. Like, Gen appreciates Senku because Gen is a very crafty person and Senku is the only person who can beat him at his own game to the point where Gen feels kind of useless. Like his whole thing is I'm supposed to be like the like trickster, but Senku when he puts his mind to it is better than me at it. And so why am I here? So it genuinely like there's that rivalry, right? Then there's Chrome, who appreciates Senku for, like, kind of teaching him science and, like, giving him the freedom to, like, figure out his own problems, like, his own way. Then there's Kohaku, who, like, appreciates discipline and, like, a more, like, you know, going to the gym and, like, doing your reps kind of set sense, excuse me. And so she can kind of see the translation to science and, like, putting up, putting in the reps of, like, you know, trying to figure out a problem or like trying to problem solve an invention or something like that. 
So you see how she appreciates Senku, even though she's not really a scientist. So I, I guess that's what the characters provide. Okay. So they're with you. I think something important to kind of note when you're referring to like the main side characters or the main characters that's not the protagonist is that they are very essential in reference to not only the protagonist but the story as a whole. And it's important for these characters to have some type of impact in said protagonist. And you mentioned a lot of things in terms of what these characters do uh, to impact Senku or how Senku impacts them. Um, I do think the standouts um, are definitely Gen. Um, uh, that character development with Suiku is amazing. I think that mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hear to that. I did not expect that at all in yeah. a whole like moment. Um, and then obviously, I do think Risui. Did he? I don't know where the anime is at. Did he already get introduced? I'm in sorry, say that again. Did Risui get introduced in the anime? Yes, or no. they had the Risui special episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's so entertaining. They had a whole individual episode just for him. So mm-hmm. he, he's definitely a standout as well. Um, I, I will say that um, <clears throat> some of these characters, I do think, for the most part, provide a element to to the story. But uh, I don't think they really go beyond that element for the most part. Uh with the with with people like you know Taiju, you know he's a friend, Musclehead, but that's kind of and his romance with Yuzuria, uh, Yuzuria, uh, she's good at crafts. She also has a romance with Taiju, I guess. And Koaku provided quite a bit. She's kind of like the warrior, the the fighter, uh, especially when they were facing against Sukasu, uh, Sukasa. And like you said, she kind of has a provides a different mindset in terms of like her physical nature. So a lot of these characters provide something. Um, I don't think they're at the end of the day. I don't think they're that in depth for the most part. But I I gave it I gave the main side of characters for the most part. Overall, I gave it an eight. Uh, they, they, I think they provided a lot for what they did provide. A lot of some standouts that I already mentioned. And they're at the very bare minimum, always relevant to the story in some way, and or always entertaining to the story in some way. And right. you don't want to be useless. And they say, you know, that, that doesn't help the story at all or mm-hmm. boring. You don't want to be either. So, uh, with that said, rounding it out with the side characters in general, basically the rest of the cast, with the people like Francois, with the people like. Uh, Mose and Kurosame, Nanami, the watch guy, you know, the, how does the, the, no, he's not the watch guy. He's the brother of Risui. The watch guy is Joel. There we go. And so in terms of the rest of the side characters and what they provide to round out the cast, how, how do you see them uh, and what they provide for Dr. Stone? So say your question again. I'm sorry. No, you're good. So the side characters, basically the rest of the cast of the Doctor Stone characters, how do what do you how do you see their you know uh, overall impact relevance? What, what would you rate them as a as a cast? The side characters, I'd probably give like a seven or an eight. There, I've always said there aren't any 
bad characters in Doctor Stone. There are just characters that are more fleshed out than others. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot of characters in Doctor Stone. And especially when you're talking about the support characters, there are a lot of them that kind of get introduced. They're interesting. And then either they stick and they get some character growth or they're kind of just in the background. So, I mean, everyone has their favorite character and everyone has like a character that like maybe didn't get the most spotlight but i mean there aren't really any bad characters and they all have their role um so i mean if we're just talking about those supporting characters they do their job so i i'd say like a seven i generally agree um how do you feel about luna <laughs> as a character yeah luna is an interesting one because i mean <laughs> So it's funny, um, Boichi has a YouTube channel and he did like a drawing video of Luna and he said, um, obviously he doesn't make the characters, he just kind of does the character designs and like right. when he does that, he does his own thing. He said when he was drawing Luna, he wanted her to be like a cool girl, like, and I guess cool in the sense of like capable or like. I don't know, popular or whatever, but like a cool girl, like a cool girl character. Um, so I guess her role was just sort of like to be kind of like a wacky character, not wacky in the sense of like weird or like the strange character, but she's just like wacky. Like she, she's not comic relief, but she's not like a super serious <laughs> character. She's like funny. She is interesting. She yeah. had the whole thing with trying to crush on Senku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, she was an interesting character. Uh, at the end of the day, she was kind of like there for the most part. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm good. And that's very interesting. He wanted to be the the cool. I don't know what he thinks is a cool girl. Does he think those wacky girls are the cool girl? Everybody probably loves Kohaku. That's a cool girl right there. That's your yeah. number one cool girl, Kohaku. Mm -hmm. So that's very, very interesting. Very interesting, of course. All right, uh, let's move on to the setting um, in terms of the Dr. Stone world. I know it's basically like the human world, but I do think there's a lot of, there's uh, different elements that makes Dr. Stone and how the universe is made unique. So uh, I'll let you kind of talk about that. OG. So I'm going to give the world building of Dr. Stone I'm actually going to give it a six because okay. it's very good in the first half. And then after South America, it's very rushed. I'm not going to get super into detail, but like the world building and like, especially like, so they make all these cities or they start all these cities and then they're like, all right, bye. And true they kind of just like leave it to your imagination how these cities get started and like how they're different mm -hmm. um and then like at one point in one chapter they're like oh here's how the earth changed right so like all the places in the world that we didn't visit um they're like here's how it changed and you're just like mm, you're, it feels like you're info dumping here so yeah i'd give it like a six very good early on it's present in this 
later part, but very rushed in the later part. Um, I'm actually with you. I actually gave it a six as well. I think for the most part, they don't really focus a lot, especially later on. You're right. They definitely do the rushing thing. Uh, at first we started, you know, Hey, there's that, uh, village, uh, Ishigami village. And then there's this whole Island of different villagers and all that stuff. Um, and then, like you said, uh, kind of, they start, start bouncing around very quickly. Uh, you know, Dr. Stone, I guess, is not one of those verses that's going to have the deep lore. I guess you could have if you wanted to dive into the alien race that is the Medusas, if you really wanted to. But, you know, I don't think it was ever going to dive into that uh, too deeply. Uh, so I guess the only thing you really focus on is how how the current world is shaped and how the characters are going to explore it. So with that said, uh, you know, I very much agree with you. So I- I'm with you. I'm I'm. I'm going to agree with the six. Uh, all right. What about the, we talked about it earlier in terms of the overall theme, but we never gave a rating. What would you give a rating for that? For the world building? The overall theme, the theme of the series. Oh, the themes I'd give, I'd give a nine. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. We, we talked about it earlier already. Yeah. Talking about the theme in the series. I'm with you. Especially you could apply this very much to your own life. Uh, there's always a solution to the problem. Maybe you just got to learn science like Senku. And you can solve right. all your problems. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. finally, the final criteria is the art. Now this is not nearly as objective. Obviously it's completely subjective. But I think for the most part people could tell what is good art and what is bad art. So I'm ranging... Eight or nine. I think it was really good. Maybe nine. What do you think about the art? Mm, I would give it a nine. Some people don't like the art in the later half because he kind of switched into this phase where, like, the characters had more, like, chibi, like, qualities. Like, they started to look not cuter, but, like, softer and rounder. Um, but that wasn't a huge thing for me. I love the art of Dr. Stone. I think it's as close to perfect as you can get with any, like, illustrated work. Especially with, like, a serialized illustrated work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're asking me on the spot, I give it a 9. I'd have to read the story again and really see, like, how the paneling is. Because the paneling, for the most part, is pretty traditional. It's nothing crazy like JJK. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> Very I mean, character designs are on point. The artwork and the backgrounds are all on point. Um, it's all very emotional, too. Like, if someone is sad, like, you know that the character is sad. Um, stuff like that. So, I'd probably give it a 9. Uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of said everything. I'm very much uh, with you right there. I think a nine is very appropriate for what Dr. Stone provides. Consistently, is always one of the better, in terms of weekly shonen manga, it was always one of the better, you know, art, st- art-ish drawn series on a weekly basis. And I think most people recognize that for the most part. Um, all right, so I'm tallying up the score, of course, 
Um, do you think there's anything written wise? I know I think you might want to make a case for someone like Stanley or Senku, but in terms of writing or like a plot point, moment, style, character, do you think anything uh, that uh, Dr. Stone does that is, you know, goat tier, masterpiece tier, S tier, 10 out of 10? Something that we haven't talked about yet or something that we already went over? Um, either or, both. Mm. I guess one thing I'll say is I think Sukasa's character arc is 10 out of 10. I think how Inagaki handles his arc from how he was introduced to how he ends up is 100% 10 out of 10. Um, maybe he didn't get as much uh, spotlight as some people would have liked to have seen. I think he got plenty. And how he grows in the story, not only is it great because it just makes perfect sense for his character, but just how it is handled and how it is portrayed is just beautiful. So I would, out of the many tens, I would give to Dr. Stone. That is one I will give to you about Dr. Stone on the spot right now. Mm, story story arc of Sakasa. Interesting. I definitely think there's a there's a case here. There's a case here. Would you say it's like stands the test of time when you pick this out and compare it to all tens of like story arcs, would you say it's it would rival those story arcs as well? Character arcs, I guess, is more character art. Yes, I would say so. Mm, okay, okay. What about uh, Stanley? Is Stanley, in terms of writing, do you think is a 10? Or in terms of favoritism, do you think is a 10? I would probably give him more like a 9. Only because... Okay. He comes later in the story. He does his job very well. He does grow as a character. But it's subtle. And it's a lot more subtle than Senku. Um, so he does what he's designed to do very well. But I would have a hard time giving him a 10 out of 10. I would probably give him like a 9. But it's like a very, it's a very high 9. I'm, I'm there with you. I think Dr. Stone does a lot of things extremely well. And I do think that the things that are arguably tens are too kind of like um, too hit or miss for some people. Because I think a lot of people either love – I think people either love Dr. Stone or hate Dr. Stone. I don't mm. think there's a lot of middle, personally. I would say either people love Dr. Stone, like they either pick it up and love it, or they pick it up and it's just not for them i don't think they hate it i think they yeah i mean maybe hates the stronger but like yeah it doesn't i would say they either don't get it or it's just not for them yeah i think that's a better way to put it i agree Mm -hmm. uh and i I respect because something like you know especially like how they depict science at dr stone is so well done like i don't think any series compares to dr stone and how they kind of write out science especially they do it in a way that's simple enough for anybody to pretty much understand, but also still be adhering to the science that's 
it's emanating. But I don't like like you said. I think there's just so much people that still will see that like uh, gross and close the page. You know, so so I think Doctor Stone is just such a hit or miss series, but it still has a lot of quality for the most part. Uh, so with that said, I gave a, I gave a f- overall rating for Doctor Stone, and the overall rating is a seven point seven seven two. This is my objective rating for Doctor Stone to kind of give you, OG, oh, to kind of give you a uh, some perspective. In comparison, right? So it is above the promised Neverland for me, in terms of by a good margin too. It's above yeah. the promised Neverland. And it's like right below Moggy. So that's kind okay. of how I see. Right. That's the kind of the, the in between. It's way above Promised Neverland and quite a little bit above below Moggy. Because I think, I think Moggy, that's fair. Yeah. So, have you read Moggy? The the whole entire no. Thing? I've really been meaning to for a while now. I just haven't set the time to do it. But it looks really good, and I only hear good things about about it. It is yeah. After the anime, it starts going crazy. Honestly, it's so it's it's really good, and it definitely. I definitely think I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like there's no justification on why the anime did not finish the series. In reality, there's really no justification. It would make it would bring in so much money, kind of like Bleach, when it eventually came back. It would bring in so much attention. But uh, yeah, that is the final rating for Doctor Stone. Uh, I think it's one of the higher rated series so far. It's literally the only series that is below an eight and that's above a seven. So uh, I, I definitely have it really good rated. Seven is good. Mm-hmm. So it's good for sure. Uh, any final thoughts or anything else you want to say about Dr. Stone? I guess the only other thing I'll say is make sure you're caught up because season three, April 6th, you're going to regret not watching it every week. Mm, Dr. Stone about to come here, try to make some waves uh, and be that series. You said April? April, April 6th, so okay. in like the next two weeks or so. The, the season is stacked. We have Dr. Stone, we have Jigoku Raku, we have Oshinoko. Jigoku Raku, where have I heard that? Hell's Paradise. Oh, when you said Jigoku Raku, like, I feel like I... Okay, Hell's yeah. Paradise, yes, I, I've started reading that. Um, I dropped it for a bit, but I started reading mm. that. What, what else we got? We got Oshinoko. And then we got Mashal. Mmm, Mashal. Mashal's gonna be fun. Mashal's gonna be fun. Uh, don't know anything about Oshinoko, uh, but I know about the three other series. Hell's Paradise will be interesting. Have you read it at all? No, but I know. So my understanding is that it wasn't like the most popular thing when it was coming out, but everyone who read it really, really really liked it and okay. it's being animated by mappa so i'm actually curious to see how this season turns out because so what i will say about it and I'm obviously i'm trying i always try to be objective is right. it's very interesting and unique mm-hmm. in the story for sure 100 um and the characters are half like samurai half 
you know, criminals, quote unquote criminals, right? Um, but the one interesting thing about this series, which I feel like might be a, not agenda pushing, but relevant to, it'll be interesting that the series is getting published because of the current climate of society is that there's a lot of gender neutral characters that constantly switch their sex. And these are the villains. And then there's a lot of sex. Okay. So it's a, it's a weird series, bro. It's a, it's a right. weird series. And when I say there's a lot of sex, I, I mean, there's a lot of sex. So I don't know yeah, how right. they're going to depict all of that. Cause it's actually like an important part of the series itself for some reason. So uh, yeah, I don't know how how Hell's Paradise is gonna like depict all the sex scenes. So we'll see, we'll see. It's a very weird series. I'm sure it'll have its fans though. You know? mm. I'm sure. So we'll we'll see. I I have no idea if it's gonna be popular or not personally, but it might. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for today. I hope you guys enjoyed. That is uh the full breakdown of Doctor Stone. Y'all have a good one. Take care and. Peace.